Hey, Georgetown, I'm Maverick. And I'm Jake. And this is the GBC Empower Podcast, okay? And I'm going to start saying this more on every episode just because we don't announce it a whole lot. But just know that this uh, podcast comes out every Sunday at 12, so at the end of service, um, on your way to lunch if Jake preaches long, if or if you stay in fellowship, which is pretty common, or if you leave like me at 12.30 every single week <laughs> after, um, then this podcast is ready for you to listen to on your way to lunch or just throughout the rest of your week. I like so. to think of it as, man, I just didn't get enough from the service and I need a little yeah, bit more. And then we just throw that throw that in the podcast machine, and you're just so amazed. I, I'd like to think that's what happens. Okay, I do got a side story that has side nothing to do story. with this podcast. So our youth is doing uh, the Strand Discipleship, or, okay. or some some youth, um, and we're doing we do it Wednesdays after church, which yep. you can make the case is the perfect time. You can make the t- case is the worst time. Well, we're on week two next week doing Bible study. And I said, guys, you're going to come from Bible study for 30 minutes and do Bible study again for an hour. It's going to be great. So they're all really excited about it. I think think it's one of those deals where if you see the value in it, it's great. But if you don't see the value, then it's probably awful, (laughs) which... Well, they are actually excited about it. But anyways, um, our topic today is, man, we just made a pretty big decision. Georgetown just voted on uh, new bylaws, which we'll probably get into the weeds. Like, man, what does that mean? But the main point of this podcast is like, man, that's a big decision to do that. So, Jake, how are big decisions made like that uh, in GBC? Well, if you study the history of Georgetown, you see a church that met in in what is now our youth building. It used to be, you know, the chapel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we still call it the chapel, yeah, right? Yeah, it's still the chapel. Okay. So you had a church of about 100 people that grew, outgrew that building, and now they meet in what we call the Family Life Center. And the church has gone through many ebbs and flows through that time. So if you were a part of that entire process, you've probably seen the church change uh, in how decisions were made, Mm -hmm. how the church was organized. And, you know, the message of the gospel never changes. The purpose of the church never changes. But when groups become larger or smaller, you adjust the way that you're organized under the Lordship of Christ to try to reach as many people as you can. Um, But you know, a lot of people don't really get excited about some of the nuts and bolts of the church. I mean, some people do, uh, but you know, decisions and how Mm -hmm. things are put together, you know, I've never seen people just, you know, make loud cheers about reading the bylaws of a church. Uh, but it's kind of like whenever, uh, you go get insurance, um, you don't really care about insurance until you need it. And you sometimes yeah. may not care about your bylaws until you need your bylaws. And, and you don't know how good your insurance is until you need it. <laughs> yeah, or how bad and worthless it is. Yeah, That could be another side topic if you wanted to go on that. Um, but, you know, so our church just recently rewrote the bylaws for Georgetown. The last... Uh, document was in the mid nineties and you know, the world has changed since then the church has changed since then. And one of the biggest reasons that we rewrote the bylaws was because the, the body and a lot of our leaders felt like the church just needed to reassess organization. Yeah. And a church has to be organized. 
Um, sometimes it'll feel disorganized and God is organizing things perfectly, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about just being able to come together as a people, make good informed decisions with full transparency. Um, people have different church backgrounds and they've seen poorly run organizations and, um, you know, and masterfully run organizations. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, is we are just trying to be faithful to the Lord. And it's actually biblical for a church to be organized. Uh, We don't just fly by the seat of our pants. And Mm -hmm. so how are big decisions made at Georgetown? Well, the big, 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 big decisions, which usually involves spending a whole bunch of money Mm -hmm. or uh, changing the direction of the church or, or voting on a new employee, you know, uh, the church, you know, voted in a new pastor, uh, about a year and a half ago, we just voted in a new worship pastor. Uh, we are a congregationally governed church. So when we needed to look for a worship pastor, we formed a committee that the church voted on. The committee did the work to locate who they felt is God's man for the job. Uh, we announced to the church that a vote would happen Um, Our worship pastor candidate, Ryan came, led worship, and the entire church voted on whether to install him as our worship pastor, which, Mm -hmm. praise be to the Lord, uh, uh, it was a unanimous decision. Um, Well, how did we do our bylaws? It was actually very similar. Mm -hmm. We we sat aside a group of people uh, that that prayer and petitions... um, through the skill set that these individuals have, uh, the the way they serve in our church, and we we named this group. The church voted on them. They spent months working on rewriting our bylaws, mm-hmm. and then we came to the church two weeks before that vote, and we announced we have a new set of bylaws, and we put a copy of the bylaws uh, there for anybody to grab for a two week period. And then we had a Sunday night business meeting and the church voted on whether or not to do that. Now, the business meeting was was wonderful. Uh, we had a group of people come before we voted. People were given the ability to ask any question that they wanted mm-hmm. to ask. Yeah. We fielded those questions. We did our best to answer the questions. And then the church voted. Um, it's very important that a church have transparency. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Why is it important, Maverick, that we as ministers and our deacon body, our committee leaders communicate to the body on a regular basis? Um, Well, because one, we are the church together. Like we, I I use this term, it's a a governing term, term, but I I just personally love it. It's just a checks and balances. Um, And so if we're being just open and upfront and honest, like in this case with the bylaws, like, hey, this is what the committee that you voted on, um, this is what we wrote. Here it is. I think it'd be kind of weird if we just like, hey, they wrote it. Here it is. They're They're in governance. No, we were able to let our church read it. We got calls. We got texts. Uh, of like t- some simple stuff like typos and grammar like and so we got to there was make- a few of those <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so like it was just like man like we like our church love to even do that so it sounds and flows better and then of course the questions on like hey this is written i would like more clarity on that and so like there's this there's this dialogue there's this conversation of man how's this church being ran and the reason why it needs to be in the light because everybody, me, you, church member Joe, who just became a member, you know, like it affects all of us and we all want to be organized 
Because if we are disorganized or we are not transparent, well, then that is an obstacle that gets in the way of us doing our main mission, which is preaching the gospel, making disciples, and and spreading it to all the nations, you know? So, like, if we are organized, we're transparent, then it's a smooth flow that we can focus on the main thing. Yes. I think people's glaze can, or sorry, people's eyes can glaze over Mm -hmm. when we say, we start talking about uh, the quote-unquote bureaucratic issues of the Mm -hmm. church. Well, I think any organization, if we lose sight of our vision and our purpose, yep. And we became so focused on bureaucratic decisions, then I hope people's eyes would glaze over. I hope people would say, hold up. Mm-hmm. That is not the purpose of the local church. Uh, but the reality is, if our vision is set forth and we as ministers and pastors uh, and leaders are working towards that vision, then you can make the case that the bureaucratic decisions are essential oh, because, yeah. because it helps us better tell the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't we don't bring everything to the church for a vote. Nope. And it's not because uh, we don't trust the church. It's because there is ministry happening on a daily basis. And, you know, one of the things that the church voted on last year was we voted to add a missions committee. Yeah. Well, the church was already doing missions before we added a missions committee. Why did we need to add a missions committee, Maverick? Uh, for many, many, many reasons, the church was doing missions, um, but it, we needed the missions committee to provide clarity. Uh, you, you hear me use that word all the time, to, but we needed to provide clarity and transparency about all the missions we support and clarity of what each mission actually does. Yes. We actually when in the first or second meeting or something like that. We found a ministry that we've been supporting um, for years, and we didn't really know what it was. And then we re- then we researched it, and we basically found a new love for this for this mission for this ministry. Because like, oh my goodness, we're so glad we want to support this, and we want to tell the whole church about this ministry. You know, like even though we've already been supporting it, but now we get to be transparent. Like, hey, this is what we're supporting. Here's what it does. Here's who leads it. So now we can be in constant prayer for them, all that stuff. And then it's also, man, we're doing missions constantly. It like that committee can help us guide and 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 learn how to utilize and and do missions more organized. Like you know, yes. uh, like I'll bring up last Christmas. Last Christmas was absolutely fantastic. We did three missions in one month which is great and it's fantastic. That missions committee now will be able to organize that more and so that we can even provide more missions, more money, more support, more prayer for all the missions that we serve. Yes. I mean, you you said it perfectly. While we were doing missions and people were doing missions well, we are now framing a concerted effort Mm -hmm. that, that paints the whole picture. Yeah. And, and, the reality is, is people probably still are somewhat unclear, Yeah, but we're more clear than we were six months ago. Mm-hmm. And if we continue pursuing clarity, then you have a big group of the church that better understands, which, yeah. in, which means more people can be involved. More mm-hmm. people can determine what they would give. More people can decide if they want to go on a mission trip mm-hmm. and it can pre- yeah. it increases the capacity of what our church is doing. So, you know, whatever personality you are, we, I'm always thankful for people that want to help us 
organize what we're doing and why we're doing it. And um, organization has not always been a strong suit for me, but but the Lord made it very clear to me that if I don't grow in this area, then my ministry can't grow. Yeah. So I just sucked it up and figured it out. And now I kind of, the opposite, I feel like I'm kind of a curmudgeon against <laughs> disorganization. Um, but at the end of the day, we're trying our best to communicate, yeah. whether it's updating our website, uh, putting out an email once a week, to our members that gives announcements and just a little bit of information, having a podcast. The whole goal is that our general membership of the church would not be scratching their head, trying to figure out what is Georgetown Baptist all about, but we're not perfect. We'll do it wrong. Um, we'll miss, we'll miss something here and there. Um, it's, it, it blows my mind how every year, you know, I'll go, Oh man, it's already that time of year. And we got this mission coming up and I forgot to talk about it. Yeah. there's always the human element of it, mm-hmm. but if we direct ourselves well, and, and I went back to say, this is a biblical thing, you know, in Acts chapter 15, there were a lot of Jewish people that had given their heart to Jesus, but the gospel is not something that can be harnessed amongst one people group. And what began to happen was there were Gentile believers that were beginning to receive Christ, but there was a big struggle. The Gentile believers didn't have the historical background that the Jews did. Mm-hmm. And you had Jewish be- believers going, how do we reconcile this? We mm-hmm. have these uncircumcised Gentiles receiving Christ, but they don't have the background that we have. Well, Acts chapter 15 says in verse one, some men came down from Judea and began to teach the brothers. Unless you are circumcised, according to the custom prescribed by Moses, you cannot be saved After Paul and Barnabas had engaged them in serious argument and debate, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to the apostles and elders in Jerusalem about this issue. When they had been sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia, Samaria, describing in detail the conversion of the Gentiles. They brought great joy to all the brothers and sisters. When they arrived at Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church, the apostles and the elders, and they reported all that God had done for them. But some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, it is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Well, if you keep reading, they say that the council, the Jerusalem council, came together and began to organize how non-Jews could receive Mm -hmm. salvation. And they took off all of the extra struggles against these people, and they, they clarified the gospel. And, and, and I think that if we read that in the book of Acts, us trying to have a personnel committee, a, a yeah. finance committee, missions committee, uh, or asking people to help us write our bylaws, uh, having people that come together to make sure that our children's ministry is run well, our youth ministry, our women's ministry, men's ministry, the word that comes to my mind, and it's been the word of this podcast, clarity. Yeah. That's it. That's it. We want to be a unified church. We want to be a clear church. We want to have a church with purpose. One of the greatest joys I could have as a pastor is if a general member were asked, well, what is Georgetown about? And for you to have an answer. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) honestly. And it it goes to this deal of like, um, like talking about these community or uh, not communities, these committees. Well, you could make the case they're little communities. They are little, little bitty communities. Um, but these committees and like, you know, how we are church or uh, congregationally governed, how, you know, for the, for the bylaw committee, mm-hmm. we chose a lot of people who had experience in that kind of legality of, of 
that kind of realm so they, mm-hmm. they know what they're talking about. Yes, I praise God. I would have been non-beneficial <laughs> to be a part of that committee. And so it was like the church gathered around like, oh, hey, this person, this person, this person. Like we trust them because they know where they're going. And guess what? Not only do we know that they have smarts or knowledge about this, but we know that they're godly people yes. and we know that they're going to pray about it. We know that they're going to seek God and all of this. And like, to me, I get almost excited and it's because I'm a church nerd uh, when we like vote on these committees. Cause it's like the church basically saying like, Hey, we see your ministry. We see your love for Christ. And we see that God is gifting what God has gifted you. And we put our trust in you. Yes. And then like with the bylaws, cause it's just most recent. Then they brought the bylaws back. Like, Hey, you trusted us. This is what we wrote. And now we're trusting you to give us like feedback on this. Yes. And so, yeah, it's provide clarity. It's provide organization. So not only that Georgetown can be the church where, yeah, we love Jesus, but we can be the church where like we have a mission and all of our people know the mission of Georgetown Baptist Church. Amen. And, and questions are good. I said that yeah. at our business meeting. Yeah. Um, there are places where questions are publicly told, yeah, ask your questions. But then when you ask them, you're tarred and feathered. Yeah. That that better not be true at Georgetown. Yeah. I want people to be able to come and say, hey, I don't understand this. Or, or man, say, have you thought about this? And all perspectives are welcomed and encouraged. Uh, we do have to find a way to get things done. Uh, but, but it's okay for people to have questions. And um, just to give a little bit of an insider, you know, we have a building team that has been tasked for several years to help us figure out how to build a new building. I have not been a part of that team uh, for their whole time because I wasn't here. But can I tell you that we have a group of people that, yes, they are skilled in the, um, the, the work of, of putting together a plan to build a building. But it's an incredibly spiritual experience being on this committee because the amount of prayer that's been in these meetings, people mm-hmm. opening yep. up the word of God, um, the big verse that we've been focusing on is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that we don't want to lean on our own understanding. Mm-hmm. We want to acknowledge God and he'll direct our paths. Uh, that's not going to happen if we don't organize these kind of groups. Yeah, no, so, I agree. Church family, uh, we are not a perfect church. We never will be. But man, we're trying. We're trying to be organized. And one of the best things you can do is pick up a bulletin, subscribe to the email, listen to the podcast, and learn. Because then you can you can instantly become an ambassador to what oh, the church is doing. And uh, absolutely, you're you're a better ambassador than Maverick and I because people see us and they just see the ministers that work at the church. But when you are at basketball practice and you have the ability to share what's going on at our church, uh, it really, really speaks to the community. So thank y'all so much for the, those of you that listen to this and um, our members of our church that are just trying their best to uh, do what God's calling them to do. It, it takes all of us. Yeah, it does. It does. And, uh, we, we literally couldn't do it without you. So we thank you um, that you are also on the journey with us to provide um, clarity uh, and provide organization. So we thank you. All right. That is it um, for this podcast. I know this riveting podcast. If you're a church nerd like me, then you made it all the way this far. And uh, we appreciate you. Love you guys. And we will see you soon. Bye, guys.